Welcome to the Theatre of Others podcast. My name is Adam Marple and I'm the co-artistic director of the Theatre of Others. With the COVID-19 pandemic forcing a shutdown and re-evaluation of space and gathering, we at the Theatre of Others are thinking about what stories we need and how best we can share them. We believe space is psychology and it informs the way in which an audience interacts and reacts to what is presented to them. We create uniquely theatrical events in bespoke sensory performance spaces crafted to encourage curiosity and grant the audience permission to commune with the play. Now that that space has moved online, how can we encourage interaction and action amongst an audience virtually? The Theatre Brothers produces plays that both welcome and challenge the audience. We are committed to international collaboration and are a laboratory that helps artists grow through intensive study of their craft. The Theatre Brothers creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purpose of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and times. We believe the play watches the audience. The audience is necessary and they are witness to what happens and you get to be witness to us making that happen. The purpose of this podcast is to open up our process and let you in. We're peeling back the curtain, so to speak, and encouraging you to follow along, to ponder, prod, and question, to join us and criticize us if need be. Being a witness is no passive task, and it requires much from you. Are you up for the journey? On the podcast today from Melbourne, Australia, our co-artistic directors, Woody Miller, and myself in Cairo, Egypt. This podcast contains explicit language. Hi, Adam. Hi, Booty. How you going? I'm all right. How are you? (laughs) I'm really good. Ooh, good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I am... uh, I'm just coming back into my body because I have to deal with our producer Mm. and his questions, Mm. his Mm -hmm. deep, heartfelt queries Mm -hmm. about my skills. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's he's asking the hard questions. He's asking the hard questions. Yeah. (laughs) Do you sing? Like what do I do? I do I do I sing? <laughs> it's Fantasia Black. That, that is how you answered it. That's true. <laughs> That's exactly how I answered it. Exactly. <laughs> um, do you sing, Adam? Uh, I can sing, but I don't. What do you sing? What's your song in karaoke? Karaoke. No, I never get up for karaoke. I've never done karaoke in my life. Karaoke. I don't. It's pronounced karaoke. Great. I, I, won't, I won't need to so pronounce it. Come on, Adam, it say, it. It. say it. Say it. Karaoke. Karaoke. Yeah, thank you. You've never gotten up. Nope. Never. Why? I don't do it. I don't do karaoke. Get okay. <laughs> Anna, are you okay? Get okay, baby. <laughs> Lord. That's because it's seven o'clock in the morning for me. Yeah, I know. And it's eleven o'clock at night for me. That's why I'm not on voice because <clears throat> I haven't had time to do my proper vocals. Ooh. Mm. 
<laughs> that's the reason. That's, of all that's the, the things that, of that's of all the things that I've heard at an audition before, somebody comes in and says, "I'm just oh, I'm sorry, I'm not on voice today." It's, <laughs> it's Seven a.m. <laughs> Is that a segue? Did you just segue? <laughs> I mean, I did try to just throw oh the ball up in God. the air and just oh see if you were to pick it up. Eh? Oh, my God. You segue. And we don't even know what your day is like. We don't even know what you've done. We don't even know how you are today. And you just segue on me like that? <laughs> nobody nobody cares how my day went. Nobody, oh. nobody wants to know. Adam, <laughs> how, did your day, how did your day go? It's fine. It's fine. It's no big deal. How's your life? <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's... My, my life is actually re- re- like really good right now. I've got n- I have wow. nothing. I have nothing. I have nothing to do right now. Everything is fine. I was just I was sitting down like before this and writing the newest version of the play, the sustainable play. That's right, because you are a playwright. I mean, yeah. I'm a dad. Adam Marple, everyone, did you hear that? Adam Marple is a playwright. I, that's not how I want to be known. But speaking of uh, playwrights. We finished Stephen Galtney's playwriting adaptation. Oh, how did it go? Workshop. How did it go? It was amazing. We had we yeah. had the um, the last class last Saturday. Last Saturday for us in the South, and Friday for those in the North. And some great plays came out of it. <laughs> It's not how the it's not how the earth works. It is how it works. East, <laughs> it's east and west, but okay. no, 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 no. I'm in the south and you're in the north. That is how it works. <laughs> but that's you have, how my time works, and that's how your time works. Maybe because you're oh, you're a flat earther. That's what it is. Ooh, oh, that explains shade, it. shade, that shade, it. shade, <laughs> shade. And you're a vegan now, and you're a vegan. <laughs> how how very dare you! How very <laughs> dare you! I eat meat. <laughs> um, but you, but you now have you now have a play. You have a. a, a I have a, a I have a four, I have a four act play. What? I know. It, it's because Galtney be is enough. my. But you being all check off over there. Well, this is the thing. Galtney is my teacher, so you know I can't do a short play. No, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're making a you're making an Einstein on the beach over there. Oh, it's gonna be really good, Adam. It's gonna be really good, and having that having that uh, weekly um, provocation because you know I love you know I love provocation. So like yeah. having to, to weekly like submit. There was one there was one week that like I wrote. I was like because we were do, we were dealing with the nocturne, and I was like I can't I can't my my body my brain my soul my spirit can't touch this shit right now, and I wrote like a paragraph. And it was like, and the way that it was received was pretty fucking awesome. And then I was like, oh, I guess there is something here. And it's like, it, it really pushed, pushed us to like put things on the page even, even when we didn't want to put things on the page. And the things mm-hmm. we put on the page actually had value. And that paragraph kind of led into my entire four-act play, which is amazing. So mm-hmm. when we do it again next week, I highly recommend um, people to take it. I might take it again because I just love being able to um, but I, I, maybe I should go on the wait list. I don't want to take anyone's spot, but I really, really, really <laughs> want to take it again because <laughs> I just like the I like the um, the rigor that that we had yeah. to we had to show up. We were constantly we had to show up. We had to show up, yeah. and yeah. you know things happen when you do that. Okay. By the way, can you see my background? Yes, I see. The I'm moving of things. I know. Yes, I know. I'm leaving. I'm moving to to Emerald full time. I like the. Um, 
I mean, of course, I know Stephen is a phenomenal writer and dramaturg and uh, teacher of playwriting. But what I what I really like about uh, our workshops is it is it is the constant showing up and demanding of work, and it's of course nice about it and everything else like that. But of course, when you're not in school, when you're out on your own, when you're freelancing, when you're a professional, but you're not taking classes. The yeah. knife, the knife gets dull, but having yeah, that constant, true. just like drip, drip, drip. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. It was so good. And it's only three hours a week. Like, yeah. and it went by really fast. And it was, it was, it was the weekend for us out here. And it was, it was the evening of Friday night for, for people in the, in the States. So it, it, it was a perfect time. It was great. I really, and you know, when I was dealing with the death of my grandmother, it really kept me focused because I was, mm. I showed up to class even though I was dealing with grief and, and those kinds of things. So that I highly recommend it. Y'all do it. If you, if you thought you wanted to do it, you really need to do it next, next year. And I'll, I'll wait list myself, but if there's a spot for me, I will definitely go in. <laughs> yeah. We will have new workshops uh, to announce in the new year, new masterclasses. We'll have all kinds of I'll stuff. I'll be to talk teaching about. classes, booties teaching classes. Finally. Why? Because the PhD's gonna be done. Dun, 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 dun. I've actually started working on my conclusion. Can you believe it? I'm I, writing I mean, a conclusion right now. <laughs> Good. So yeah. Get it over with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, things have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're happy. You have a good life. Did I have you, an okay life. You had, you had auditions a couple of days ago, didn't you? I had auditions last week, yes. How were they? Uh... <laughs> you like my segue? Oh, bring us back, I mean, baby. I brought us exactly. back. Exactly. I threw the ball up there about uh, eight minutes ago, but yes. Because um. I wasn't ready to play. I yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. to talk about Galtonay. Hey, Jack, I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing this whole podcast so you can see that I can sing. <laughs> you're just making noises is what you're doing right now. You're not singing. I wouldn't say. How'd my auditions go? My auditions were, uh, man, I hate auditions. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I hate them. If there was any well, other way. What is it, it, okay, what is it about auditions that you hate? If there was any other way that we could do this, I would do it. But like, but you're doing live auditions. Like, Not very many people are, like, professional auditions are all happening on tape now. It's so crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that either, though. That's, I mean, what I want is I want an interview. I want an interview process with the actor. And then maybe we do a little bit of work. Yeah, but you need to know if the actor can act. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, we, we do an interview process, and we work together. I want to see if they can take notes. I want to see if they can do something. But, like, just, you got you got a minute, go, and then leave the room. Like, that's, I got nothing from that. Like, what am I going to do from that? And then a self-tape, like, that's, I'm the same way. It's just like, I'm not well, learning then anything You're the director. That. You can, you can uh, do the audition however you want. I did, and that's what I did this time. So... My, I had two days of auditions, and the first day was a viewpoints workshop. And I just put them through it. I took them for three hours, and I saw who picked it up and who understood and who was in their body and who could communicate with their body and those who could not. And then from that day, I called them back on the next day, and then I gave them the script, and then I, you know, I gave them a monologue to look at for a little while, come with some choices, 
they never really come with choices in the first go around, and then I see if they could take direction from me. That's my audition. And For better you or worse. Discover, okay, so I have a question then. Did you discover someone that seemed, or that was clearly not in their body, when they came and started working with text, were they better? I don't think there was anybody that surprised me on that second day. No, I think there were people that were in their bodies on the first day that as soon as they got text, didn't do anything. But I don't think it was the reverse. Because I've had situations where I'll do, like, for example, auditions for um, to get into school. Um, where, where we have a whole movement section and we're looking at you know how people are moving and they have a, a voice section see how they use their voice you know and also it's also an opportunity for us to warm them up before they actually do the work yeah and yeah. I've, I've I've seen actors that are just it, it I'm like wow you don't you are you do not know your body at all mm-hmm. but then as soon as they get into being able to use language because that's how their imagination works is their, their imagination gets active from language. Their, their whole body gets engaged. You know, it's, and it's because they're, you know, they're a cognitive brainiac. They understand the, the nuances of, you know, uh, rhetoric and syntax and are able to, to have a, a point of view about something and, and put an intention inside of what they're saying. And so then their body gets engaged. But then, if you give them just if you give them the exercise to move, they don't understand that, and that's and that's where and that's the thing. It's like there's something that needs to be trained in this person, right? They're not, you know. It's like wow, we can train. Let's let's see if we can train their body into meeting their mind because their mind is so so active, right? And that's why you go to that's why you go to the school and and um, drama school is to to get your skills pushed. You yeah. know, it's not because. Yeah. You know, and and the problem is, is that you have so many um, schools out there, and they're all dangling a carrot of if you go to this school, you're going to you're going to be famous. You're going to have the tools you need to uh, have a professional career. But ultimately, you want a school that's going to develop and give you a holistic kind of release after you're done with them so then you can mm-hmm. so that you can go and develop your career. Yes, there are those schools that have the pedigree and privilege and access to industry um, markers like agents and management teams and casting directors. But ultimately, your life is going to be your life and your career is going to be your career and the things that you're supposed to have, you will have. And if you're not supposed to have it, guess what? You ain't gonna get it, baby. Yeah. So I think that's a great way to go into. That's a great way to like actually go into an audition as well. You know, when we're preparing for an audition, it's like, why are you why are you auditioning? Because you want this job. Why do you want this job? Because you're an actor. Why Why are you an actor? Because I'm an artist. Why are you an artist? Because that's the only thing that I can do well, and I love it. I love it. I love being an artist. I love doing my work. And if you look at your audition process, it's like I get another opportunity to investigate these yeah. roles and these my humanity and trying to discover what these creatures of these characters are. You know, that's what that's that's where you can because you know it's 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 a 
until you get to a point where people know your work so well, they don't need to audition you. You have to use your auditions as like a kind of a, um, I was going to say litmus, but the litmus is for us to check and see if you actually can do the job. But it's mm. not a litmus for the actor. It's, it's more of an opportunity to keep discovering your artistry. Yeah, I wish, I wish actors came into an audition room and treated it like a little mini workshop. Yeah. You know, like I did it this way last time. I want to try it. I want to try, you know, in the same parameters, still dealing with things that I'm working on. I want to try, I want to like, I'm negotiating a new space. I'm negotiating new people. There's new feelings in the room. How do I, how do I adjust to this? Because I don't, I practice this in my room without an audience. And now I've got a very small audience that I can test these things against. I have a little mini workshop with myself and this audience, and maybe I'll even get some notes from the director and I can see if I can adjust those on the fly. And, and I think, but I, but I think the workshop is that there's a clear perspective that you have to come in. It's not like you haven't made any choices. You don't, it's not like workshop means that I have, this is the film that I want to make. This is the play that I want to do. Let's workshop with what I'm bringing in. I'm bringing in something. And it's not like you're going in to, you're not going to bring in, it's like, like you're going into a workshop, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, so I have to no, no, anything. Of course you not. know what I mean? Like, no, so of course not. People just but, need to be but clear it, about that. Yeah, but but all the preparation is, is that's all that is. It's just preparation. It's not, it's not art until you get in front of somebody and you do it, right? It's, all you're doing is going over the lines and making choices in your head that you hope make sense. And then you Wait have a minute. somebody so that, to see uh, it. Okay, so then we have to talk about preparation because preparation is not doing it in your head. Preparation is working on the working on the actual material with another human being on the other end. So you can get so you can get an active feedback of what you're doing. So it's not like you sit around and you like just you memorize and you look at you look at your script and you have it in your head and you, you walk around and you um you don't know you have to have you have to have people you trust to, to work with you know before you go to an audition because your your nervous system is gonna be thrown off if mm-hmm. you are if you go into a, a live audition which are you know rare these days if you're going into a, a, a live audition or a meeting and you and you're interacting with another person you're not you're you've trained you've trained the role to not respond to human energy to breath to to things moving in the space to talking to another person and if you, and if you can't and this is the great thing about technology these days I, a lot of actors they just call a friend and work on zoom together if you can't get if you can't get someone physically in the room with you you can call a friend and work on zoom it, it it's 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 the next best thing that you can do so that you are not um, working by yourself. Because you're never gonna you're never gonna know what it is. You know, and and mm-hmm. and you you don't wanna act into the mirror. <laughs> you can, no. however, you can however video yourself and then go back in and watch your video and watch your movement and watch the choices you make. But it's still it's still hard to because you have to be have the it takes a, it takes a um, it's a real skill to be able to um, flip the objectivity of um, of an ability to uh, see your work and not be judgmental from a subjective place 
but be critical from an objective place so that you're able to, it's like a dialectical like objectivity of like you come back and you can look at it and, and, and not look at the images that you're using, but see if the images that you're using are activating, changing you. So almost like looking at yourself as if like a stranger, an alien, you know, and that's, that's mm-hmm. a skill. That's a skill. And that, and, mm-hmm. and that doesn't happen overnight. And, um, and also that also takes, you have to also understand if you're, especially if you're a younger actor, um, uh, doing auditions you, and, and you're trying to do auditions for to get into school, you might not even know what, um, uh, we're looking for in the sense of like what it feels like, looks like when someone is really, um, working from an embodied place. So I would say best case scenario is really try to find someone else to work with um, before you go into the room or send their self-test, self-tape. Mm. Yeah. But it's and a workshop. As as, and, do as, yeah, and do as many as you can, right? I mean, like yeah. the, the practice makes perfect kind of thing. That's, that's, yeah. what I'm, that's what I'm realizing more and more is I'm, I'm auditioning people who never do auditions. And so they end up sucking and, and I go, well, of course it sucks. You've never done an audition before or you do it yeah. once or twice a year. Yeah. What can I yeah. expect from you? That's, that's why I, I, that's why I don't like the audition process. It just doesn't, unless, unless you're in New York, unless you're in LA, unless you're in a major market in the world, you're not doing auditions. You're not constantly yeah. doing auditions. So you know, and even in the real world, actors get it's like I got an audition. I got you know if you know a lot of actors get one or two auditions a month. Yeah, you know it's like, and that's why we were what we were talking about earlier. It's like you got to stay in class. You got to keep stuff, you know, working with other people, working with other actors. You know, keeping keeping the tools sharp so that when you do get an audition, you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you're trying to like. Do a pull up when you haven't done when you haven't worked out the whole year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you're gonna be dangling like that cat on on the tree, going, eh, eh, eh. you know, and it's and that's a horrible feeling. That's a horrible feeling to go into audition and and feel uh, unable to connect to um, the material, and that happens because you aren't putting yourself in situations where you're forced to connect to material. You know, we, we, we spend, we, we spend, we have spent three years, three years at a marble. We have spent three years making people do provocations. Yeah. You know, Provocations, provocations. We every single week we give you an opportunity to 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 connect to something in your work to keep to keep it going to keep it alive. And it came out of our it came out of our um, our love for theater and being theater artists ourselves and being trapped inside because of a pandemic. And it's grown into what it is today. But it's I mean for for anything you could use our podcast for. Figuring out what it is you want to do, you know, because oftentimes it's like, uh, I need, I need some motivation. But if you sit around and just kind of stew over it and you don't yeah. know, just, you know, go to a podcast, go to the end of one of our podcasts. We have, we have a provocation every single every podcast. Single t- I mean, we, we have, we have given away like two years worth of school, <laughs> yeah. basically what you would be asking you to do anyway, if you were paying us. Yeah. But yeah. 
And so, and I think that's the key to a good audition is preparation. Preparation and ability to uh, workshop when you're in the room, you know. And preparation, this is the other thing. I, I, I don't know if I've said it enough, but I'm going to keep saying it. Actors that are working, they are working outside of working. They're working mm-hmm. their asses off. They're not only trying to get work, and they're not only doing work on the set or work on, in, the, in, in the rehearsal and on the stage. They're working. They're, they're, they're making their skills stronger. They're, they're, and when they get a role, they, they go to bed with the role. They fall asleep with yeah. the script in the bed with them. Yeah. You fall in love with the role. Yeah. Right? You, you, how, do you, how do you get your body to completely surrender to all the different nuances and given circumstances of a, of a character? It's not, I've done my work, you know, I've, I have my, I clock in and clock out. It's like you want to, you, you have it in your back pocket and you have a moment like, oh, I can, I remember this. This could really, this could really, like, the way I'm, the way I'm, like, drinking this coffee reminds me of this moment in this film that I'm working on. And, and we're always searching. We're always searching for, like, what is the, what, what, what shoes does this character wear? How does this, what, the, what's the gait? What, what kind of feet or toes do they have? Like, what is the tone, I mean, what is the tone of their voice? We're constantly, constantly, constantly investigating. What is the hair going to be? Like, I got, what's my face going to look like, you know? And, you know, once you, and if you're doing a lot of film, you know, the, the mirror is important for looking at your angles and trying to figure out what, what, what is the actual image you want to give because it's, it's their moving pictures. So you have to figure out what your pictures are. You can't be afraid of your shape and your, and your face and you filming yourself. Like, there, you can't, there's so many things you can be doing so that when you get to a point of an audition, your artistry and your sense of self and stability of your art and craft can work together as opposed to them being two separate things. And then the audition comes in and you have to make a decision, may have to make a decision like, uh, uh, what is this me or is this the character or this the, uh, or, or, or um, when I speak someone else's words, I don't even feel connected to my voice. You want, I, when I'm speaking now, I feel 100% connected to my voice and that connection needs to move exactly the same way it does into someone else's text. So when you're completely speaking, it's like, you know, oh, what a rogue and peasant slave am I? It's like I'm still, I'm still in this, you know, in, in this body using this instrument and there's no separation. And then you can find the filter in which you want to play with that. And this happens because of practice and training the body and getting into getting into things that help you stay connected and be a holistic sense of self and, 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 and I'm kind of on my, my, my soapbox here because it's the audition is moot if you don't do the other work yeah. and so many actors put so much um energy into what this audition is going to give me if I get this job. But think about it in this way. Would you hire someone who clearly, would you hire, would you hire, would you hire, um, okay, here we go right here. Would you hire a bartender who doesn't know how to make a margarita? 
They say they know how to make a margarita. They go up and they 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 get up and they start they start pouring stuff in there. They're trying to remember from the book that they read, like what how many and it's not in their body, and it's a and it's a and it's a and it's a, and it's a bar that has has a lot of of people at it. So it's got to be able to have a quick turnaround, and it, and it's a, and it's a it's a it's a restaurant or a bar that's known for its cocktails. And I'm speaking your language because I know you love a drink. I love a drink. I love a drink. I was about to say to, to, further, to stretch this analogy even further, they say that if you really want to know the test of this is going to be a good bar or not, the first drink that you order, you don't look at their menu at all. You say, give me a daiquiri. And then if they can make a daiquiri, they can make everything else. Because the daiquiri is the simplest drink there is. And if they can't, and if they fuck that up, then they're gonna. It doesn't matter what the what beautiful cocktail menu they have, and that's exactly what you're talking about. Is if you can't do the simplest thing because you haven't practiced the simplest thing a thousand times, then why am I gonna ask you to then play Hamlet for four hours? If you can't give me one minute of <laughs> of any other Shakespearean character, then I'm gonna pass on you playing Hamlet. Well, I was just speaking to, uh, hi, Dimitri. Um, I was speaking to Dimitri, uh, uh, one, of my, one of my dear friends and cast members of Gabon, who has performed on Broadway, who is a member of the Sydney Dance Company. And he was talking about, what were we, what were we talking about yesterday? We were talking about um, simplicity. And, uh, we were, and it was like, and I don't remember what specific thing we were talking about, but it was around, it was around uh, making art and making something, and we were talking about we were talking about the acting um, in our show and and all the coaching that I did, and I said, but it was simple. We I gave you everyone because I was bringing all kinds of artists together to bring them onto the same page, and yeah. I we worked on three things. Three things. Space, which connects you to relationship, which connects you to status. Space, relationship, status. And then I let them do their art. Taught them those things. And, and we went to really, 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 really dark places. And everyone's body was free. No one was hung up. That, like, there was no residual emotion after doing the things that we had to do. Because we, yeah. because we worked on the simple, basic structures of space, relationship, and status. Done. Basta. And so then we were talking about simplicity. And I, and he, and I said, he's like, yeah. And I said, but Dimitri, think about it in this way. When you, when you are dancing and you have to raise your leg up high and maintain your balance, how many muscles get engaged? How simple? If every muscle's engaged, you can't keep your balance. He's like, yeah, exactly. Really good Italian cooking is really good art, right? There's a few ingredients, but they're the best ingredients. But you don't—you're not going to be able to control those muscles until you have worked every single muscle to know that those other muscles aren't necessary. Yeah, and that's the same for auditions. When somebody comes in and they're in ease because they're doing their work, they're not begging for a job. Because the other thing is, 
you have no control over what happens what after you leave. For. Yeah. Yeah. You have no control over what happens before you walk in the room, and you have no control of what happens after you leave the room. The one thing you do have control over is your ability to change the atmosphere when you walk in because the the negotiation of the space is when they when you walk in the room they've got the room if you're dealing with status they've got the room it's their room they've been in there mm-hmm. you're you're a visitor in their space so mm-hmm. if you walk in and you don't go in with a high level of energy and status you're not going to be able to equalize yourself so they can actually see you if you go in, try to be equal with them, and, and or like, oh, I'm sorry for coming. They, they won't see you, and they'll be annoyed because you're making them take the space that you're supposed to be filling up. So you need to be able to fill up the room, and the way you do that is know thyself and know thy work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then that's where it becomes really fun. For you, for you as an artist, I'm like, oh wow, I get to, I get to, I get to give you my take on this role. I really, I, I love, I love playing this character. I wanna, and I, I this, there's this other thing that I'm doing. I'm, I wonder if it's gonna come up today because I, it's, it's, it's really clear for me, and I'm, I'm working with these, and you know, and then an act, and then after you do your work, and a director wants, it's like, hey, I, I really like this. Let's, let's play, let's go a different direction. Because what happens is. It's very rare that you're going to do exactly what the person in the other room wants. It's, it's just like in real life. You can't um, control someone's thoughts. They're going to think however they want to think. What you can do is you can let your imagination be so strong that people become interested in what world you're in. Because when you're in the audition, that's the, that's the whole point. Right? It's, it's your space. What are you going to do with this space? How are you going to paint the rooms? Can we, can we talk practicalities for a second? Because yeah, I ran into this, I've run into this many times, where they save the fireworks for the end, and I've already decided in the first 15 to 30 seconds that I'm, I'm not interested in them because they're not giving me anything. Well, yeah. So, I'm a, let me let me let me see if I understand what you mean by saving the fireworks for the end, saving the best for last. Sometimes the snow comes down in June. Sometimes the sun. Jack, comes can you never ever question he does anything ever again? Because <laughs> just when I thought the chance had passed, you went and saved the best. For last. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that, that, and that's what we're talking about, right? Saving the best for last. It's yeah. like, it's like, because well, you know what happens? You know what happens. And you know that they're saving the best for last because nothing that comes before it has any value. Yeah. And you need to put value in those things because they're worried that they're not going to be able to hit the button when, the <laughs> when, when, it's, when I say... And I cried. You know what I mean? Like, You're right, it's, yeah. it, it's 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 one of those things where like 
if you are more interested in what's happening right now, all the things that you prepared prepared for in the the big moment will have so much value because the thought pattern is what leads you to the moment uh, uh, that you're going to express that big moment of t- tears or anger or or loss or grief or shyness or giddiness and silliness and happiness, whatever whatever the moment is. If you train, it's it's you know what it is. Okay, so it's like it's like um, you know the the theory of, of peak moments. Mm-hmm. We're like, you know, we've got Christmas. Ah, oh, Christmas is great. We got Hanukkah is great. So, but but like between Christmas and my birthday, there's a drop. Oh, okay. Well, there's not really much not much happening. So, but here it comes. Oh, my birthday's coming. Oh, it's my birthday. Yay! And then okay, well, I don't really. You know, and then everything just drops again. And, and then all of a sudden, it's Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. Yay! But if you actually, if you are in contact with your life, those peaks level out. And as an, as an actor and as an artist, you want those peaks to level out to where you are experiencing on a daily basis all the different subtle moments that will surprise you and activate you and, and, and make you cry and 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 make you laugh. You know, that should be happening to you all day long. You should be open and free all day long. It just makes you a stronger human being. So then what that does is it helps you it strengthens your empathy for your role in 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 a play or a film or a television show or you know whatever you're doing. A, a piece of art, a performance piece, you know? And, and so what happens is we, we can tell that you're saving the best for last because it's just words. You're just speaking words. You're not even speaking from the given circumstances. Yeah, it's just there's words. no connection. There's no connection. So I check, I check out myself as the director. As I'm watching yeah. it, I go, I go All right, you're not here. I'm not going to be here either. You checked out. Guess what? We're going to check out too. Yeah. Why should we check in? Why yeah. should we check in if you're not checked in? Yeah. You know, I, I, and it's I had I had a guy this last week when we were doing the auditions and I'd given them I mean it was basically a cold read audition. So this is a completely different kind of scenario. Yeah, but of course. I'd get I had given them I'd given them about fifteen minutes to kind of go outside and kind of work work up some stuff on their own. And it was kind of a two page monologue. And uh, I gave it to him and he was doing it. And, you know, 15, 20 seconds in, I go, he's waiting until the second page. And I knew the, I knew the play, <laughs> obviously I wrote it. So I went up, I went up to right before he turned the page and I go, okay, thank you very much. He's like, oh no, wait, uh, uh, I, I don't get to do any more. I was like, no, you did. You auditioned. This was, this was it. No, no, but, but I have so much more I could do. Then why didn't you do it in the first page? It was, it was, so I have a question. So this is this is this is this is a this is a really good question for you, Mr. Director. What mm. is the value of a cold read? Value for the cold read for me, I'm sure, is very very different from other people. Um, I want to see what their first take on something is. I mean, I always do this in my rehearsals anyway. I always give the actors the first go before I impose any ideas. Like, what are they going to bring to the table? 
and it's not, I mean, I don't usually get anything grand in rehearsal, but every once in a while I'll get somebody who's bold. I'll get somebody who says, fuck it, I'll just try something. Um, but for me, it's also a chance for me to kind of then once they get through with that to go, okay, great. So here's a couple of notes. Here's some things, you know, space, relationship, status. Let's just work on those three things, as you, as you, as you mentioned. Can they take direction? Can they now go back in and quickly adjust, pivot, and come back in? Or are they stuck on first initial thoughts or presupposed thoughts? Where are they at? What is, what is their level of um, maneuverability? That's, that's what it is for me. So what do you do with a dyslexic person? Uh, we, so that's why I always give them the time. I never just hand it to them and say, let's do a read. That never, that's, that's just mean. So I always give <laughs> 10 minutes, 15 minutes, go outside, I'll watch somebody else, you come back in later. And then I can tell if it's a, I mean, especially because I'm, you know, living overseas and dealing with English as second language, I can always tell, is it a language problem? Is it a language uh, acquisition problem? Or is it just bad acting? <laughs> so, you know, I was, I was dealing with, um, <laughs> I was dealing with someone who um, feels much more comfortable acting in Arabic than she does in English. Um, and I actually happen to have the script in two different versions because I'm doing both versions. And so as soon as I saw her kind of making those kind of really short, choppy English sentences because she couldn't get a flow, I just traded it out with her. I said, let's do it again in the Arabic. It's the same story, same concepts, same, let's just try this and see. So I would know, okay, great. I, I, w- I would need to work with her on English. I would need to work with her on this. I know this is a thing. This is an accommodation that can be made. That's fantastic. Good. Let's deal with images. Let's deal with let's deal with space. Then let's deal with something else. Okay, so that was what you would do with the dyslexic as well. Yeah, I'm I'm talking. I've not I've not uh, worked with in an audition setting someone who has presented themselves to me as dyslexic. So the only thing that I know that I can correlate to is language is an issue for this person. How do I work with this person in an, in an audition? It's a cold read. Yeah. Yeah, and and so are you saying you become more invested um, in their ability to uh, take on the role from their audition that they bring in, right? I'm so more, you see I'm that more, they can act. I'm more interested in the choices that they can make physically, spatially, imagistically, where it doesn't have to be... Um, I, I, I mean, honestly, I don't care if these words come out. This is this is not the performance night. So it's, it's so it's not it's not if you, you messed up my words. Oh God, I can't on an audition. Oh my God, it's like no, okay. I'm I'm not that asshole. Um, that was the comma there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I, I, I just think that like all those like different ways and rules like change with this new this new like digital world you know mm-hmm. um of of self tests self tapes you know and like a lot of because it's just so convenient for the industry now it's like they're keeping it you know send me a tape i mean for theater yeah for theater they, they you know I, I i remember 6 years ago someone asked me for a self tape for a theater audition, I was like, yeah, not. It's like, no. It's like, that's not the kind of theater I want to make. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
and now it's just, it's it's just standard. It's just what it is. It's what people are doing. You know, you know. So we'll have to definitely do a podcast on the self tape. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not ready yeah. for that bold new world. I'm not. I'll be. I'll uh, be we, the crotchety old man. I'm gonna have to hold your hand, and I'm gonna show you the forest for the trees, and we're gonna go. Into the woods we go again. Da, 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 da. Oh no, I, I take that back. Oh no, I didn't do that. I know that that's your kryptonite. I'm sorry. Share my life, take me for what I am. Cause I'll never change all my colors for you. I had to change it on you. I had to get that out of your head. Sorry, 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 Adam. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Is it gone? Dead to me. Oh! <laughs> it, the, this is the next worst thing to feeding you fish. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen and non-binary conforming individuals, Adam Marple is violently allergic to the taste of fish. And the sound of musical theater. <laughs> and the sound of musical theater. <laughs> Well, on that note, I think we should take a break. Yeah, Jack, don't you dare play a show tune here. (laughs) We should come back for provocations. What do you think? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Um, uh, Jakina, Jack, can you um, play some music that's um, not too much of a jingle for Adam Marple? (laughs) <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, non-binary conforming individuals, you are listening to the stereo sounds of JGB. Back for provocations. We are back for provocations. Adam <laughs> Marple. Hang on. I have to hydrate in case I have to. Uh, in case I have a solo. Mm-hmm. God. <laughs> so, you have a provocation. I think it's just the provocation that uh, if you don't have an audition, set up. A, a mock audition for yourself. I mean, you should have a constantly kind of give yourself different scenarios in which you would you would audition for that play. Like, make up a reason why that director would call you in, what you would have for them. And it's not just the same things that you always have. I've got my Henry the Sixth uh, monologue that I've had for twenty years now, and it's okay, just give it to me. Give me, give me, give me a couple lines. He that shall live this day and see old age where you lay on this vigil feast his neighbors and say tomorrow is St. Christmas Day. Then shall he shed his sleeves and show his scars and say these wounds I had on Christmas Day. Old men forget yet. Old men forget. Like I've got it. It's just, it's, it's. Is that how you're going to audition it? Not at all. I'm never going to audition it. But when I, when I did it, when I did it as a director, I got to experience it in a brand new way. Something that I just had for 20 years in my head all the time. And I go, oh, finally I get to work on the scene. Finally I get wait, to wait, actually. Wait, 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 wait. I missed that third line. Can you say it again? 
No. <laughs> I thought you froze. Come on, let me hear. Come on. He that shall live this day and see old age will yearly on this vigil feast his neighbors and say, tomorrow is St. Crispin's Day. Then shall he shed his sleeves and show his scars and say, these wounds I had on Crispin's Day. Old men forget, yet all shall be forgot, but he'll remember with advantages what feats he did that day. Then shall our names be in their mouths. Harry the King, Bedford and Exeter, Warwick and Talbot, Salisbury and Gloucester, be in their flowing cups, freshly remember it. This story shall the good man teach his son, and Crispin, Crispin shall ne'er go by from this day to the ending of the world, and we in it be remember it. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers, for he today that sheds his blood with me will be my brother, be he ne'er so vile this day shall gentle his condition, and gentlemen in England now abed shall think themselves a curse and hold their manhoods cheap, whilst any speaks that fought with us on St. Crispin's Day. Sometimes the snow comes down in June. <laughs> yeah. That would be our, our version of Henry V, and then we would have that song come in with the titles. Would yeah. Sometimes the jack goes round the moon. My provocation is, my provocation <laughs> is, um, I want you to go on an audition. <laughs> I want you to go on an audition, you know, see where, what's, I mean, it's easier for New York. You've got backstage and there's freaking auditions everywhere. But you just sit like in the room. I mean, go and go on an audition. If it, like just because in the in the old days, what we used to do is we would just go to we would just do auditions. We wouldn't go for the role. We would just go into an audition just because we needed to to get you know keep our keep our chops nice and fit. You know, mm-hmm. I there were so many times that I went on auditions that I, I actually didn't want to be cast, and it happened to me. Like I would get cast. I said, no, no, no I'm 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 it doesn't fit in my schedule, but like, but just to like go and be in that vibration is really important, and also to to keep training yourself to to understand that this window of 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 what it is to be an actor is part of the your discovery, you know, of your yourself in a new environment, because it's, it's discovering your artistry in a new environment, and that's really fun. You know, it's like when you looks like when you're on tour, you have a you have to prepare yourself for a new stage, a new space, new audience, new vibe. It's like it's it's just think of it just think of it, you're on tour. You're touring this piece. Um, but go on auditions. Go. And and I know you'll be like, Well, booty, my agent's not sending me on anything. Well, s- submit yourself then. Find things find ways to submit yourself. Find find it. You have to have a little bit of chutzpah. You know, you gotta you gotta have some fortitude to to pursue and Persevere. Mm. Those are my. That's my provocation. Yeah. So, how would we even know that any of them have done this? Because they will have gone to speakpipe.com backslash theater brothers. Oh. oh. Speakpipe.com backslash theater brothers. What? Theater brothers all with one all one word. Theater brothers. One word. R-E. Just yeah. one more. And an R E. Yeah. They're going to leave a 90-second voice message there. They can tell us how their audition went. 90. Okay, 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 okay. They could also... They don't do that? Okay. They could also go to podcast at theaterbrothers.com. Boom. Yeah. Or... Or what? They could go to Facebook, Instagram, and our website. 
We're on the gram, y'all. That's true. We are. Mm-hmm. Been there we for are a while. on the gram. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like if they're going to do that, they should also should... do something else. I feel like they should subscribe. 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 Because we come into your inbox every week. And if you want to get a part of this conversation, get in the dialogue, get in the provocations, you need to subscribe. And if you like us, you can do what my Uber driver does. What does my Uber driver do, Adam Marple? He gives me what? Five star, five star, five star. Five star, five star, five star, five star, five star. <laughs> you give me five star, I give you five star. And if you really like us, give us a comment. Tell us you like us. Tell us what you like about the podcast. It really works, actually. People, people respond to, to comments. You know, put us, put us in a narrative. We've been doing this for three years. Three years. We're coming up three on years. the end of the season. Yeah, man. <laughs> three years. About to do season 5, four. 5,000, 25,600 episodes. 525,000 oh moments, so dear. 525,600 episodes. This episode needs Three to end. Three seasons of the year. <laughs> this episode needs to end so I can stop hearing these songs. No, no, no. I love you, Adam. I love you so much. Mm-hmm. You don't love me. You don't. I love your husband. And I am telling you, <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> You're the best friend I've ever known. There's no way I'm going ever go. <laughs> In this episode, Adam, Booty, no Booty t- tortures Adam for <laughs> 55 minutes. Um, will you please tell your wife I love her? I will. As long as you tell your husband that I love him. I will. I will. I will. Do you love Obama? Uh, yeah. Obama's okay. Obama's great. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't have, I don't have the attachment to Obama that I do to Akshay. Yes, you do. Well, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. I love you so much. I love you too. <laughs> and the rest of y'all, we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Theater Brothers Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, theaterbrothers.org, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out, too. A special thank you to Purple Planet for the music you've heard. The Theater Brothers creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purposes of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and times. We believe the play watches the audience. The audience is necessary and they are witness to what happens. And you get to be witness to us making that happen. The purpose of this podcast is to open up our process and let you in. We're peeling back the curtain, so to speak, and encouraging you to follow along, to ponder, prod, and question. To join us and criticize us if need be. Being a witness is no passive task and requires much from you. Are you up for the journey? Be sure to tune in next week for our next journey.